I'm thinking I might need to call this podcast the great quandary <laughs> because I'm not sure what to do. I mean, I've got four incredibly great things to talk about and only one podcast to record them in before they're outdated. March Madness just finished. April Fool's is this week. Good Friday is this week. Easter is this week. I mean, those are all fantastic things to talk about. And so I, I can't decide. that They're all so good. I, I can't decide which one to do. So I guess I'll just have to talk about them all. What the heck? <laughs> what? March Madness, April Fool's, Good Friday, and Easter. Yep, I'm going to try to talk about them all. What the heck? <laughs> good luck, right? Only at Happy Life Studios. Don't worry. Don't worry, though. They are all related, believe it or not. What? This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us. Let's start off with April Fools. Let me first say that I hate April Fools, <laughs> which is so weird because you know you'd think I'd love it. All my friends would think that I love it, and I for years, you know, in college, everyone would try to play April Fools pranks on me and things like that, thinking I loved it because I love fun. I love to laugh. I love to make people laugh. I I, I love teasing people, but April Fools is different. It's more of a prank than it is a tease. The difference between teasing and pranking, the difference between having fun and April Fool's to me is teasing is verbal. Someone throws out, you throw a tease and someone throws out back and you go back and forth. But the moment one of you runs out of quips or witty lines or comebacks, the, the, the tease is finished. It's done. But when it comes to a prank, a prank can go on and on and on forever. And the problem with pranks is when someone does an April Fool's prank, an April Fool's joke on somebody, I don't have to respond. If I don't have anything right away, I'm still expected to come back with another prank. But it's got to be greater than the prank that they just did to me. So then when I put it in their court... If they don't have anything to come back with, that's okay because they have time. So they wait and they think until they come up with a prank to get me back. But that prank has got to be worse than the prank that I did to them. And it keeps getting worse and worse and worse until honestly, <laughs> it basically ends in death. Death is like the only thing that can stop it. Well, death and one other thing, but we'll get to that in a bit. Even the online dictionary agrees with me. Because <laughs> I, I looked up the word prank, and it said, a practical joke or mischievous act. And there's a button there that says, similar, practical joke. So I clicked on that, and it said, a trick played on someone in order to make them look foolish and to amuse others. So now you've gone from just a regular practical joke to make somebody looking foolish to amuse others. I hit the back button 
and I went back to the original definition, a practical joke or mischievous act. So then I clicked on the mischievous act, which said causing or showing a fondness for causing trouble in a playful way. Now we're causing trouble in a playful way. So there was a similar button there as well. I clicked on a similar button that said naughty or bad, which it defined as causing or intended to cause harm or trouble. There was a similar button there. I clicked on that and then it said malicious, which means characterized by malice, intending or intended to do harm. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. That's the progression of an April Fool's joke or a prank. It starts off as just a little innocent, practical joke and ends up in malice, intending to to, to do harm. Which takes us right into Good Friday. Huh? huh? Yes. It takes us right into Good Friday perfectly because Good Friday, I think, was the original April Fool's prank. It was, it was played on the devil by God. But before we talk about that, let's just back up a little bit. This repartee, this going back and forth between light and darkness, going on between God and the devil has been going on since the creation of man. Think about it. When God made humans, he made them in his image and he made them to hang out with him. And he made them the perfect place to hang out. You know, there used to be that MTV Cribs. The following is an MTV Cribs special presentation. It'd be awesome to see God's cribs. When he made the Garden of Eden, it was just perfect. He made the perfect hangout place to hang out with his friends that he made in his image. The devil doesn't like this, so he decides to reply in kind. He decides to make a fool out of Adam and Eve and fool them to do the only thing that they couldn't do in the garden. There was one rule. That was it, people. You had one rule to follow. It was just don't eat of the tree of knowledge. But the, the devil shows up as a serpent and he fools humans into eating from the tree. And therefore, they got kicked out of, of paradise. Boom. Prank done. Devil wins. Well, God replies. <laughs> and he lets them know that just because they were kicked out of the garden, He still wants a relationship with them. He still wants a friendship with them, even though they sinned, even though they blew it. I imagine the devil's thinking, once they sin, once they blew it, it's just like what we think. It's over. When I hurt somebody's feelings, it's over. But it's not over, right? And and it doesn't have to be over. And God let Adam and Eve know that, hey, I'm still with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm still with you. You can't be in the garden anymore because knowing what you know now in the garden, it would do damage to you. It would it would not work. That's why you couldn't eat from that, that one tree that's in the garden. But I'm still with you forever, which the devil didn't like at all. So he decides <laughs> he's going to prank back, right? He's going to make a fool of Adam and Eve and maybe even God back. So... God let them know that they could still have a face-to-face friendship. And the devil reacts by turning this friendship with God into a religion about God instead. Turning this relationship, this friendship with God into a bunch of rules. The devil worked really, really hard to try to contain this thing by keeping God in a building, by keeping God in an event 
by keeping God in a weekly service, keeping God in your devotional time or your prayer time. Just if I can just limit God to those times, if we only think about God instead of, you know, God says in all your ways, acknowledge him. It says in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, in all your ways, acknowledge him. Instead of doing that, if, if the devil can just keep us to only think about God when we're in a, in a building on Sunday morning or when we're at a, a prayer meeting or a, a, a Sunday morning service or when we're doing our devotionals or when we're at, when we're at when a prayer meeting or prayer time, he worked really hard. To, if he can contain that in that time, he wins. Then he goes further and he makes a fool out of the religious leaders of the day. He makes a fool of them. Instead of leaders being full of God's character, they're religious leaders. They are there to represent God. But instead of representing God and God's character, the Bible says in Galatians chapter 5 that, that the fruit of God, if God were a tree, his fruit would be love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. I think I got all of them in there. But that's what God's character is like. But the religious leaders of the day, they were called Pharisees. They were called Sadducees. They weren't like that. They were mean. They were judgmental. The devil had made a fool out of them by getting them to believe that this thing wasn't no longer about being a friend with their creator, being a friend with God, but instead about keeping all the rules and making sure that you're perfect because God's going to kick you out of that garden. But even when we get kicked out, God is always there to be our friends. So this thing got so bad that God replies by sending his only son to earth (laughs) to fix what they had just perverted. And then this Jesus starts a relationship with a bunch of raw and rough dudes that no one else would pick. None of the other Pharisees, none of the other religious leaders of the day picked them. They didn't have the look. They didn't have the the right mojo. They're not going to go anywhere. They're just fishermen. They're too raw. They're too... Well, Jesus picks them. And he does what he did originally with the first two humans in the garden. He walks with them. He hangs out with them. He starts a friendship with them. He becomes their friends. God replies by by showing mankind what it was like originally. And he became their friend. And not only became their friend, he, he healed their sick. He loved the unlovable. He helped the hurting. He gave of himself relentlessly to all of humankind. <laughs> I mean, every time the devil tries to, to come back at God, he's not going to win this thing. But every time he comes back at God, God just comes back even bigger. So the devil don't like this at all. Now it's his turn. Ball's in his court, he thinks. Instead of letting it go, instead of saying, I was wrong, <laughs> instead of coming to God and say, hey, forgive me, the devil decides, I, I can't put up with this. So the devil reacts by getting in one of Jesus's closest friends, his 12 friends that he hung out with, the disciples we call them, we call them apostles, but they were just 12 raw guys that no one else picked. And the devil reacts by getting in one of their heads. He gets in Judas's head. He gets in the, in the leaders of the day's heads. And together, he gets in Judas's head to, to betray Jesus. And he gets in the, in the leader's head and says they, they were very jealous. He got in with jealousy, and they became very jealous of the crowd pretty soon, this Jesus. Everyone's talking about this Jesus because he was pretty amazing. And they were talking about this Jesus, and the, and the leaders of the day got all jealous. And so the, the devil gets inside of their head with jealousy, and the leaders of the day plot to kill the Son of God. Jesus was falsely accused. The humans that he made betrayed him. 
The very humans he made humiliated him. The very humans he made and put them in in leadership positions tortured him. They murdered him. For what? All for the crime of helping and healing the very humans that he created. (laughs) I like what Jimmy Kimmel says about it. And I know I shared this last year, but (laughs) it's so good. I just want to share it again. I'm not, by the way, sure of how Easter became about bunnies and candies and herb scissors, but it did. The real story of Easter is Jesus came down to earth, taught us to help the poor, love our enemies, and so we killed him, and (laughs) then he came back. Why he came back, I don't know. It's not like we made him feel very welcome, but that's the story. (laughs) I mean, Good Friday was the devil's greatest prank ever. It was his greatest victory. He was finally rid of Jesus. He killed God's own son. And therefore, he killed God himself. Or so he thought. Because we're not done with the podcast yet. (laughs) We got to talk about Easter. Or God decides to come back on that, on that, prank that the devil tried to throw and he retaliates by raising himself from the dead (laughs) I mean at this point I wonder how long it took the devil before he realized that he had become the April Fool I mean his greatest victory ended up being his greatest defeat the thrill of victory the agony of defeat. <laughs> I mean, that's what had happened there. The devil had been played. God had to die because he wanted to go down to the depths of hell and kick hell's rear end and come out with the keys, the solutions, the answers to death, hell, and the grave. Greatest April Fool's joke ever. And yes, it ended in somebody's death. See, <laughs> I told you. Actually, <laughs> it really ended in somebody's life. And I'm not just talking about Jesus's life either. I'm talking about our life. God's death is what allows us to live. It allows us to have life. And the Bible says to have life more abundantly. God's death allows us to live a happy life. <laughs> Amazing. April Fool's joke. The greatest ever. The devil trying to make a fool of Jesus and of humans became a fool himself. You're probably like, hold on, wait a, wait a minute here. We haven't talked about March Madness yet. You're exactly right. Let's do that now. <laughs> How are we going to pull that off? Well, Like I said, the only way a prank, it keeps getting worse and worse until someone (laughs) ends in death or is at least bodily injured. The only way it doesn't end like that is when someone decides to put a stop to the madness. See? See what I did there? (laughs) Someone just has to say, no, I'm not going to retaliate. I'm not going to try and outdo that prank that turned into a mischievous act that ended up in malice. No, I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. (laughs) George Bush, when he said, not going to do it, fits perfectly. Because when you look at politics, 
which George Bush was one of our presidents, right? That's exactly what happens. I mean, think about it. Are we done with this or what? Anyone else out there tired of this? I mean, the party not in power attacks a party that's in power, to which the party in power replies back, reacts back with, they roll their eyes and suggest or more likely whine or complain. Why can't we all just get along? Unity, impeach Trump. Then the next election happens and the other party gets elected. Their guy becomes president and the roles simply reverse. Impeach Biden. (laughs) I mean, it just, it never stops until someone rises up and says, no, I'm not going there. I'm going to stop the madness. A friend of mine was talking to uh, an elderly person. Uh, I think they're in their 80s or something like that. But the person said the difference between today's politics and when, when they were younger was back then, no matter who got elected, all of America would say, that's my president. They stopped the madness. Instead, we say things like, well, I'm just doing what they did. They started it. They were doing it the last four years. That's all we ever heard. So now I'm going to hear it. <laughs> you know what? It, it's, we sound just like little kids. You'd think we'd learn being kids at one time ourselves or for, for many of us who have had our own kids or have our own kids at the moment. You'd think we would learn. <laughs> when I would act like that as a kid, when I would do something mean to my, to my siblings, my parents would make me apologize to my siblings. I never wanted to say I'm sorry. I never wanted to stop the madness. (laughs) I wanted to keep it going. In fact, not only keep it going, I wanted to stay angry. I wanted to stay mean and maybe even intensify it, get it bigger. But you know what? Once I said I was sorry, even though I was forced to say I was sorry, my feelings followed. I felt better and almost immediately, if not immediately. The only way This thing doesn't end in death or malice is if somebody stops the madness. Many people that have become abusers and people that hurt people that are mean to people were victims of abuse themselves. They were victims of someone who was being mean to them, but they didn't stop the madness. Maybe they didn't know how. But they held on to the pain instead. It just felt right to hold on to the pain, to, to hold on to the forgiveness. They retaliated. They didn't want to forgive. And if they don't figure it out, if they don't stop the madness, they're going to pass it on to their kids or their neighbors or their employees or their employers or their workmates or strangers. And the list goes on and on and on and on. If you don't stop the madness, it's not just affecting you. It affects everybody in your world around you, even strangers. It will be passed on and it's going to increase in malice until somebody just dies or decides to stop the madness. I mean, there are people out there who are wrongly treated growing up. It was horrible. It was brutal. It was wrong. No one should have to go through what they went through. They were over-controlled or even abused. And then they end up marrying somebody exactly like the person who over-controlled them or abused them. Instead of stopping the madness, they just decided to go along with it. They, they went with it. They, that, that, that was normal to them. So they went to their normal. They kept adding on to the prank 
And it continues on and on and on like a bad April Fool's joke until somebody dies and then we leave it to our offspring or to the others around us. Unless we say no. I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and incorporate them in, into your life. Well, shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most, we find most people can, uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay, here, here they are. Stop it! unless we deal with it unless we talk about it to somebody that can help us or to somebody that will listen to us just talk it out until we say i'm not going to respond in like i'm going to let that thing go reminds me of my first career job i was a youth pastor and one day all these junior hires came up to me and they were so angry they were angry at all these high schoolers that just they had just gotten their license and they they had they'd driven their car to youth group and they were flipping their keys around their keychain on their fingers just sitting there. And the junior hires just thought they're just rubbing into us that they got a car. Oh look at me, look at me, I got a car, you know. And they were so mad. And so I went around the corner to see what was going on. And sure enough, just a bunch of high schoolers were sitting there talking. I don't even know if they were they were taunting the junior hires, but they're sitting there flipping their, their, their keys around their fingers, you know, just like I do, like anybody does. They were just, they were talking, right? But when I looked at the high schoolers that were doing it, I just started to laugh. It was so funny. They looked at me. I said, what? I said, do you realize that they, you did the same thing? They did the same thing to me years earlier. When the senior hires, when they were in junior high and the other senior hires were flipping their keys around. I mean, <laughs> they were just doing the same thing that they were complaining about years earlier. <laughs> March Madness is done. It's finished. March Madness went directly into April Fool's, literally, the very next day which went directly into Good Friday the very next day. And then two days later, it went directly into Easter where it ended in death. God died. So if you flip that all around, March Madness went directly into April Fool's, went to Good Friday, went into Easter. If you flip that around, Easter goes back to, back to madness. God died so that we could stop the madness. Wow. Now he's holding the keys. He's flipping around in our face, not as a taunt or a prank, but he's saying, hey, look, I got these for you. Here are your answers, your solution. Here are the keys to death, hell, and the grave. I literally went through hell to get them for you. And now they are yours for the taking and for the keeping. They're here to help you. I am here to help you to stop the madness. Stop it! <laughs> so it's up to us whether we take them and use them or we don't. Whether this thing ends in bottle injury, it ends in personal injury, it ends in all sorts of death inside, if not on the outside, or we decide to just simply stop the madness. March is done. Let's move on and grab the keys from Easter. <laughs> so... There you have it. I did it. March Madness, April Fools, Good Friday, and Easter, all in the same podcast, all related to one another. (laughs) 
Come on, you didn't think I could do it, could you? <laughs> That's okay. I wasn't sure I was going to be able to pull it off either. Anyway, I hope that helps. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Steve Ace.